What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Javier. All right. So this new episode, we're going to be covering 25 things that B2B buyers, or in your case, facility manager buyers, okay, that uh, they do all the time and it never gets tracked by any kind of attribution software. So let me tell you a quick little story here. So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. So... About, I'd say 18 plus months ago, maybe almost two years ago, um, I had a, cl- a client that I was doing some um, SEO work for, and then they were kind of talking about um, attribution software. Like, what do you recommend? Because, you know, we're seeing some traction going on with, you know, the things that you've been doing, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, he also, you know, was just interested in just, you know, all this stuff that's been going on with, um, the SEO traction. And so you can start attributing stuff. And I kind of told them like, it's probably gonna be way more than what you're willing to spend money on. And, and quite frankly, your number one way of um, like attribution, honestly, is training the sales team to start actually asking those questions so that when that does come up and they ask those questions or you're looking to see where attribution came from, then it's an easier conversation. And it's just part of your, your sales, you know, your sales cycle or your, or your, discovery call training, that sort of stuff. So the thing is, is that in today's B2B, in today's facility managers, in today's buying world, it's it's completely different. It is not what it used to be five years, or five years ago, 10 years ago, et cetera. And so I'm gonna give you 25 things that, that people do when buying, okay? So like your facility manager or, or that is looking to buy, uh, a facility service provider's services or software like a CMMS um, or a contractor, like any of that, they're going to read things and they're going to find ways and how they find you. And it's just going to be different from what you're accustomed to. So number one, they read a post on LinkedIn or they read a post on Facebook or they read a post in one of their community groups, but they read a post on LinkedIn, for instance, on social media. All right. That's one way. All right. And then you comment on the post and there's some sort of back and forth short dialogue between the comments uh, between you and, and say somebody else that's like a facility manager. Okay, so there's, there's interaction in that post. So there's a post and then someone comments on it, you comment back on that reply and then you guys just kind of have a chit chat for like four or five, six conver- like chats going back and forth and then it just dies there. And then uh, you basically like, or, or you click on a link or they click on a link. Okay. I'm, 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 when I say you, I don't necessarily mean you as like the IFM. I mean like you as like, if you were the buyer. So let's just kind of use that kind of, you know, thought process is you as the buyer would click on a link in the comments and listen to the podcast. So someone might post something. There's a link in the comments. Oh, cool. There's a podcast that talks about X, Y, and Z. This is one of the reasons that I'm a big believer of putting links in your comments versus in your post, okay? So they click on the link 
and like, oh, it's cool. And then, you know, they're hooked on the podcast and then they end up binging on like 183 episodes. Like that's, that's a ton of episodes. Okay. Like they listen to one podcast. They're like, shit, this is really good. This is really good information. And then they just binge listen. And this happens to me a lot. Like I will see one or two like downloads and then all of a sudden a hundred and some odd downloads. All, and it's literally from the beginning of time for us. This happens all the time. All right. Number five is, you know, they get hooked on like episode 146, just making this random number up and, um, and, and their favorite, and, and, and so it's their favorite and they share it with other people, maybe on Slack or maybe within their community group or somebody. They're like, hey, you guys need to listen to this. They're amazing how they explain X, Y, and Z. All right. Number six, um, your coworker then brings up the episode to your, let's say your VP of marketing or your VP of sales, or even if you have a CMO, your CMO in your next like marketing or, or strategic meeting. All right. So like this is brought up. This is this is, like, just keep in mind, like the, these are things that are happening. Okay. I do this in my own buying routine. Okay. So number seven, then your CMO sees an ad on LinkedIn, screenshots it, which I do all the time. And I see ads all the time and then shares it in your community leadership Slack channel. I actually just did this shit. You know, when I say this like on Saturday and I did this on Friday, like I got an ad on LinkedIn or I'm sorry, I got an ad on Facebook from this guy named Alex Becker. He has this product called High Rose and it, it's, it looks pretty cool. And I was like, we might need to consider looking into this, et cetera, et cetera. So I shared it with my CEO, but this, th- these things happen in the dark social world. Okay. So like I said, like someone t- takes a screenshot, maybe it's you, maybe it's your CMO, maybe it's your VP of sales, maybe it's your CRO, whatever it is, someone's taking a screenshot of this thing and then they're sharing it with somebody else into a leadership Slack channel or into a leadership email or whatever it is, but it's being shared. Then your CEO sees it and then starts considering where to prioritize in solving this. And then your CEO is, a, is attending a virtual event and here's a speaker talk about how they use a certain product. That's number nine. And then your CEO, number 10, your CEO talks to the speaker afterwards to get more details. Number 11, and then your CEO invites the speaker to present their work to your company next week for a virtual event. Now, this stuff happens all the time in just business in general. Like your CEO is just like ingrained in something. They find something like, shit, we need to look into this. Okay. So then now number 12, the speaker comes to your company and shares a one hour of exactly how um, they've been having success with XYZ product, all right, or XYZ service, okay? So just, you guys tracking? And then your CEO asks their VC firm or asks other leadership firm, and they send their top three recommendations to you. Um, And so basically they're trying to get input. They're like, hey, we're looking at this. What else do you guys think? The CEO's leading this now. And this all started with you or just a facility manager just kind of leading this. And all of a sudden the facility manager is taking this to like the director of facilities and then the director of facilities is taking this to the VP of facilities and the VP of facilities. And then it's like, 
oh shit, this is like for real, for real. You see what's going on here? We're not done yet either. All right. So number 14, you watch a full three minute video on Instagram it's from an ad about how the product uh, works, but you don't click on it. Have you ever done that? Like you literally watch an entire ad. I do this all the time. I see an ad. I'm like, interesting. I'm not going to click on this because it knows that I'm watching it. I want to see if you're going to retarget me. I want to see if you're going to work for me. All right. Number 15, then you tag a few of your friends in the Instagram post to see what they think. Now you might be thinking, Javier, none of us are running ads on Instagram. Why aren't you? You, you might want to consider it. I'm not saying that your audience is on there, but I'm also not saying that I'm not also saying that your audience isn't there. Did I say that correctly? Your audience could be there. Your audience could not be there, but you're not going to know until you try it. Okay. You get where I'm coming from? Like for us, we were running heavily ads on Google for a long time and generating a ton of leads at garbage prices. And then whenever we figured out that uh, all of our, you know, our, the best business that we were closing was on Facebook, then we started moving all of our budget towards Facebook. Like that's what I'm getting to. Okay, so just just kind of bear with me here. So when you see like when this stuff happens, like you need to try new channels. You need to try new 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 markets, if you will, to see where your audience is. Like so, running an Instagram ad isn't a bad idea. Running a Facebook ad isn't a bad idea. You got to have a plan on how you're going to do it. Okay, and you can replace Instagram with LinkedIn. Running a LinkedIn ad isn't a bad idea. So again, number 15, you tag a few of your friends in the Instagram post to see what they think. And then number 16, your friends comment back and then give you positive opinions about the product or service. And then number 17, you ask in, you know, like a, a different Slack channel uh, that's in a, a, a different community on what people's experience has been with XYZ products or services. And you give them like three, like, hey, we're researching these three facility management companies. It's ABC facilities, it's XYZ facilities, and it's top-notch facilities. What are your experiences? And you do this in a community. You do this somewhere where other facility managers, okay, are like posting this stuff and reading and giving feedback like, oh, I've used top-notch facilities and they are garbage. They're not top-notch. They're like bottom of the barrel. Okay. That was one of the people that we saw the ads on. We're not using them. Okay. So you see what's happening? And this is just number 17. Like we've got other things that people are going to be doing or, you, you know, your customers, your facility managers are going to be doing before they end up buying from you. Okay. So number six, I'm sorry, number 18. And then 36 people that you trust respond to your post with some really nice insight. Hmm, that's happened before a lot. I can tell you right now, I've been part of the Connects group and have posted stuff in one of their private um, communities. And there have been times where like, it's just like inundation, like a flood of stuff. Number 19, you want more opinions. So you post in Dave Gerhardt's Facebook group. Okay, so like, Basically, this is just a third-party person. So think of Dave Gerhardt as like another person that is an expert, okay? I'm using this because I'm reading off of a LinkedIn post, which I do all the time. And 
let's say that there is a facility group that's been, you know, started and led by a, a, a big active facility manager or a big active VP of facilities, and they have a lot of collaboration and communication and they share ideas and, and they share strategies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now imagine if they posted, you know, after they went to this group, they went to this like really like thought leader type group and they get more opinions. And then you get 21 more comments in that Facebook group from peers that you actually trust. That's number 20. And then 21, one of the comments sends you to a video on YouTube where you, as an expert, start reviewing the services that this company offers. Interesting. Maybe you should be on YouTube. Maybe you should be doing stuff on there. 22. You comment and ask a question and the expert replies to your comment and further endorsing the product or service. Number 23, you're in a Zoom call, you're in a Zoom meeting with your, let's say a friend that's like in a VP or, or, or C-suite type position and they start talking about XYZ service or product. Man, this is crazy how this all started. Number 24, you text your coworker from a few years back and you ask what they did to solve this particular facility problem that they were facing. Number 25, you read a Forbes article about how this company or how this facility services company is changing the game in the space. And that's what sets you over the edge. This happens all the time. This buying journey is not like groundbreaking, like, oh, we need to be everywhere. No, it's not that you need to be everywhere. You need to be strategic and understand that today, the way buyers are buying, they trust their peers more than anything else. Okay, they trust more what goes on in the marketplace and how people are saying this, like what they say about you know, ABC facilities or XYZ property management, like they are trusting these things more. I'm sorry, they're trusting their peers more than what they might read somewhere else. And their peers are driving this. And then there's other things that's gonna influence them to make these decisions to use your services or your software. And this is what I'm gonna tell you right now. Welcome to B2B buying and welcome to dark social. This, what I just explained to you, is dark social. And, and this is why you need to be active on social media, on different channels, but you need to be putting in the right efforts and attention into these different channels. This is what I mean. Like, you should be on LinkedIn. You should be posting content there. You should be posting content on YouTube, like maybe it's how-tos or trainings or evaluations or preventative maintenance ideas and tips and stuff like that. And you're like, but if we give out our secret sauce, then our competitors are going to copy us. No, they're fucking not. Okay. And if you're, comp- if you're concerned about your competitors, you've got some bigger problems to, fr- you know, the, the, the face. You should be not concerned about your competitors. You should be concerned about your customers or your future customers or your prospects that you're trying to go after, but they won't contact you. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So we need to get over this whole like I'm concerned about my competitors copying me. 
This happens all the time in the industry. You don't understand how if you're, no, I do. I don't give a shit about what the competitors do. I create such a big moat that it's going to be very, very challenging for them to replicate. Or I create such an amazing brand or an experience that they buy the brand. They buy the experience. They don't buy my service that I'm charging for you know XYZ price. And so what I want everyone to understand is that today's buying journey is not what it used to be five years ago, 10 years ago, okay? And it's gonna continue to evolve. Today, your future customer, your facility managers, your VP of facilities, your director of facilities, your regional facility managers, those people are leveraging their network in more ways than you can imagine because we are more connected than we've ever had before in the history of mankind. Okay, there are so many communities within communities and, 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 and they're expanding and getting bigger and more niche and again, and they're getting more macro, more micro, like it's, it's, it's happening and people are finding where they want to belong to. And then they're asking the questions or they're looking what people are posting. You're like, man, I was researching this company, but everyone hates them. I'm not going with them. I'm going somewhere else. So when you're not posting relevant content and you're not engaging with your audience, you either as a business brand or as a personal brand, you are missing out on future opportunities and building relationships with future customers. And this is hurting your business, detrimentally hurting your business. Okay, so how do you fix this? It's very simple. A, you need to acknowledge that Today, the way everyone buys is not what it used to be. It's not, oh, look, I'm going to click on this link. Oh, it tells me to set up an appointment. Oh, I'm going to do a demo. Oh, I'm going to listen to the demo. Oh, I'm going to buy. It doesn't work like that anymore. Okay, too many people have been burned in that process. It's changed. Okay, so that's the first step is acknowledging that. The second step is creating breadcrumbs on different channels that you know for a fact that you're going to be active on to share information on. So you should be active on LinkedIn. You should be active on putting blogs out there. You should be active on YouTube. And you're like, well, those are a lot of channels. Not necessarily. You can, you can really, honestly, with just those three channels, a blog will give you content for a video. A blog will give you content for a post. A video will give you content for a post. A post will give you content for a blog. A post will give you content for a video. A video will give you content for a post. I'm sorry, uh, a blog. Like they all go in all those directions. Like you can literally just work on those three things. I just made that up on the fly right now. So you can educate someone with a blog, then you can educate them with how to in a video, then you can um, basically touch on one thing in a post and say, hey, if you want to watch more, learn, click on this link and go to this video or watch or read this blog. Like you can do all sorts of stuff. So that's the next thing to do is to understand that you need to put out breadcrumbs out there where people are going to click on like, oh, this is really interesting. And then the third thing you need to do is you need to get involved, you and also your company and leadership need to be involved in communities. Not like, oh yeah, we're part of Connects. Oh yeah, we're part of Rifma. Oh yeah, we're part of this. No, no, no. 
You need to be actively engaging in the community, challenging questions, asking questions, giving great answers. You need to be a part of this. You can't just expect people to trust you just because you've been around since 1974. And I say this all the time, no one gives a shit when you started and how long you've been around. No one cares, okay? What they care about is what their peers are saying about you. Because what they don't want is they don't want to be on the hook for making a bad decision on a product or service for their facility or property company. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm out a lot of thousands of dollars and this could be my job. Like that kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? So understand that when you're doing these things, you are, and you understand that your buyer is on a different path, you are now going to be thinking differently in how you try to put content out there. So if you finally understand that, hey, people aren't buying the way they used to, then you're going to start putting breadcrumbs and seeds out there, planting them, and then you're going to start hosting um, you know, this stuff and, and, and doing it regularly. And then you're going to force yourself to be part of a community in order for you to, I guess the best way to kind of put this, in order for you to kind of like gain more authority and trust, like look at what I'm doing right now. I'm uh, doing a podcast. And how are you trusting me? Simple. Because of me publishing on a regular basis and people implementing these things are like, man, this was actually really helpful. Those are true things. And then me posting on LinkedIn and me sharing strategies and me discussing certain stuff like those are real trustworthy things. Do the same thing. All right. So just acknowledge that your buyer has changed, not the person, just how they buy. All right. So three things at the end of my podcast. Number one, please give us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Like helps us a lot. Like we, we get them, I see them, and it, it helps us as far as like a podcast SEO in our ranking so that other future facility companies or present facility companies and property companies are able to access this. Number two, please take the time to share this podcast with somebody else. Think of it this way. The only way for this industry to grow overall as a whole is not to keep information and retain it for yourself, but to share information and let everyone rise. All right. What's the saying where, you know, when the when the, the sea rises, all when the tide rises, all boats go up or something like that. It's that. OK. And then number three, um, please make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn or send me a DM and just let me know like if there's a podcast episode that you'd love me to cover or even better yet, if there's something that you enjoy that I talked about. All right. So. Doing those three things, that'd be great. Other than that, have a wonderful day. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, um, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. 
All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one.